Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Every day here in Ukraine brings new and horrifying pictures and stories of Russian atrocities. Murder, rape, genocide. I just got off the phone with an international lawyer earlier today. He had just been in Bucha, where excavators had just discovered the grave of a woman and her two children, all three of them murdered. This was in the center of Bucha, right near where the Russians had put up a small station and next to a bigger grave where 40 bodies had been recovered over the last few days, he said. They're using drones to map the area. He said, it's just grim discovery after grim discovery. And almost everybody agrees it's about to get worse as Russia's lining up to just pummel eastern Ukraine, which is almost entirely Russian-speaking, putting a lie to the original reason for the war. You're rescuing these Russian-speaking citizens from the Nazis. Well, you're going to kill a whole lot of them, or you've driven a lot of them out of their homes. A quarter of the population is now out of their homes. 
which is absolutely amazing. In in six weeks, a quarter of the population of a country is no longer in their homes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And Zelensky, not surprisingly, is crying out for heavy weaponry now. And so are a lot of... Uh, you know, people who do this for a living, and I'm I'm on their side. We need to give them whatever they want. Give them whatever the hell they want. I am completely on board with the no more waffling. Putin needs to be scared of us instead of us being scared of him, and uh, do whatever you got to do. That That's my current position. But the reason I wanted to play that really dark clip there from Jake Tapper, and I say this every time, but man, his show has been so good throughout this whole thing, and he's got Clarissa Ward there who used to be with cbs is now with cnn there in you well he, jake tapper's in ukraine but she's like around the worst of the stuff and their reporting every day is amazing and grim but the reason i wanted to bring the grim is the vote that they had last week that everybody was happy about i mean the result was good that russia was actually not kicked off the human rights council but at least suspended from being able to vote because it's too ridiculous to have the country that was that is doing what you just heard Jake Tapper talking about allowed to have a veto on any resolution that's passed by the Human Rights Council. Oh, uh, we don't agree. We don't think it's that awful what we're doing. We don't think murdering children and raping an 83-year-old woman I just saw on CBS News. Uh, we don't think that that's uh, that bad. So we're we're a na- we're a no vote on that. Okay, never mind then. Let's move on to new business. So Russia got suspended, but did you check out who voted against? I mean, there were enough countries, thank God, to vote for suspending them. But the countries that vote against, and I saw the total somewhere, account for something like a third of the world's population. Hmm. China voted against. India abstained. So between those two countries, you got two and a half billion people. The so-called BRIC countries, Brazil... Russia, India, and China, which are considered the future of the world and uh, and finance and all that sort of stuff. Russia, we know what they are. But Brazil abstained. India abstained. China voted against. That's wow. not good. That's not good. Not even India. In, our good friend India, not even willing to throw down a vote of, no, Russia can't be on the Human Rights Council. There's a lot of the world, 54 total countries. That well, what, yeah. I got the total number right in front of me. Why fifty-four abstain, twenty-four against for a total of what is that? Seventy-eight countries that were unwilling to say Russia should be off the Human Rights Council. Wow, wow! Well, it proves a couple of things. Number one, our friendship with India has always been very conditional, very transactional. It's not a friendship, really. Um, and and the second thing is. And and everybody should know this, just at every moment when you're looking at international relations, countries will pursue their immediate self-interests, period. Principle is lovely. Principle is what you throw around and talk about when your self-interests are already fulfilled, or they happen to coincide. But, yeah, these countries are on the hook to either Russia or, even more likely, China, and China's told them, uh, you're not voting for this. And they say, all right, we're not voting for that, and that's as far as it goes. Right, so you, which, you know, drives home the point of we're we're into a new Cold War here. You're either on the side of those countries that are in your financial interest or you're on the side of the rest of us and choose one. Right. And it's a hell of an interesting battle, always has been, because uh, the forces of evil, and I say that without reservation, 
uh, China, Russia, etc., they will come to you with a checkbook open and say, hey, persecute whoever you want. If you want to uh, commit a genocide against some tribe that used to be in power and you hate them for it, go ahead. We'll build your port anyway. Oh, you know, we'll lend you the money, what have you. We don't care about your human rights. We don't care if you never have an election. And the United States, uh, the free world, for better or worse, comes to these uh, waffling countries with a list of requirements. It makes our job a little harder. But, you know, the same way that being a good person, um, well, I'll put it uh, to you this way. Uh, it's the same way that being a bad person can get you ahead momentarily in life. And some people think that's a good strategy. It's not, uh, but it's, uh, it can uh, grease the skids a little bit. Sure. On that topic, this just across as a headline. China secured $120 million in contracts with U.S. universities in the year 2021. So all those universities are on the hook for a whole bunch of money with China, which at some point is going to say, uh, you know, you had a professor the other day say, you know, whatever, or uh, I heard you're thinking about uh, doing away with our Confucius group there at your university. I don't think that'd be a good idea. I mean, we'd hate to have to cancel our $3 million contract here with the university or, or we'd right, like this or, professor or, to be hired or whatever they're going to say. Exactly. There it is. Yeah, these researchers uh, and these two professors, they uh, they need to be part of uni- your university. And it just so happens that they're uh, pretty well acquainted with the Chinese intelligence services, which is the case at every university campus in America. Uh, is I feel like there should be no U.S. universities with a single contract with the Chinese communist government. I don't know how long it's going to take for for this to decoupling to happen, but it needs to be sped up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that The whole heyday of the Confucius Institutes is gone. Thank God. But they still remain in places. And that sort of the xenophilia on uh, American college campuses where the administrators and professors, they just they're so they're so self-satisfied and so enthusiastic saying, I hate America and I embrace all that is foreign. Anything that is foreign is good. And I, I sh- look how enlightened I am. And I would never, ever accuse a Chinese uh, researcher or professor of, of uh, stealing secrets or, or furnishing them to the communist uh, Chinese. Only an ugly, ugly, xenophobic American would do that. We have to at least get that back to neutral because our college campuses are hotbeds of espionage. Yeah. NATO shifts to providing Ukraine with longer range weapons to counter expected Russian offensive. I like that headline from a couple of days ago. I hope our government can get on board with that. Whatever they need, give them whatever they need. Give them whatever they need. And Zelensky was uh, addressing South Korea the other day, who have just been sending food and humanitarian aid, and he's saying, hey, we need weapons. They've stepped up their pleas for heavy military equipment to fight conventional tank and artillery battles that are expected in the Donbass area of eastern Ukraine. Uh, so good old-fashioned heavy metal is what they need in Ukraine right now. And I sure hope NATO's given it to them. Somebody gave them a bunch of tanks the other day. Let's continue that. Yeah, Czech Republic, I think. Somebody. I don't remember who. Um, the idea that this is going to be an old, styly World War II tank battle drawn out over many weeks or months, this new offensive in the East, is kind of interesting. But that means they need old-timey, big-time military equipment uh, to fight that battle. Yeah, I was yeah. watching, speaking of Graham... So ABC News had the reports about this 
upcoming offensive the Russians are likely to launch any day now. And it's uh, expected to be significantly more coordinated and stronger than what they've done so far, which is hard to imagine. But they are interviewing Ukrainian soldiers. And I remember early on in this war, whenever they interviewed any Ukrainian soldiers, there was a lot of a lot of bravado. And I thought that was just awesome and that sort of stuff. And, you know, the Russian soldiers need to be worried about us and blah, 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 as they pushed them back for key. But all these guys they were interviewing on this new front that is about to start they were grim. Uh, lots of guys saying, yeah, we don't expect to ever see our wives or girlfriends again. We realize this is it, but we're willing to die for our country. So they're expecting it to be really bad. Even wow. these hardened soldiers yeah. that have been you know, fighting this for the last seven weeks. So it's, it's going to be ugly. And we'll see if the world, the free world, rises to the occasion or not. Speaking of ugly, we were uh, bringing you... Information earlier about how Chinese drones are telling their people to give up your soul's desire for freedom. Is that right? Do I have that right? Drones telling people to stay home. Control your soul's desire for freedom, it says. Ah, control. Control your soul's desire for freedom. And it's, you know, insult added to injury that it's coming from a drone. The go- No government officials even saying this. It's a government official programming the drone to tell me that, to give up the idea of freedom. That's not frightening at all. Meanwhile, in Russia, I don't know if they're using drones to do this, but the word is, hey, you hear anybody say anything that's not completely down with Putin? Give us a call. Mm. Neighbor informing on neighbor. And speaking of classic, children being told to inform on their neighbors, their parents, and their teachers. What is it with Russian culture? I mean, that's what it was like under the czars. You know, if you read Dostoevsky or Tolstoy or anything like that, that's what it was like under the czars. Then it was like that under the communists. And now it's like that under Putin. It's just the culture of that country. Mm-hmm. But some of the details on that, some of the stories are amazing. And just the one thing, and it, it ties into something we've been talking about domestically a lot, and that's the uh, the woke crowd, the critical theory crowd that's trying to divide you from their children. That's one of the main reasons they teach your kids this stuff in schools. They know, trust me, they're familiar with Marxism. They understand it's critical to di- to divide the children from their parents and turn the kids into little informers. You already see that. You know, uh, uh, tell us if your mom and dad don't believe in, mm. uh, you know, in racial justice or social justice or, or uh, you know, the whole white supremacist thing, systemic racism. That was the phrase I'm looking for. So anyway, uh, more of that from Russia coming up. It's It's crazy. And a couple of things not quite as heavy. The new bridezillas, what they're upset about is where as weddings are back, thanks to COVID being over, more or less. And bad news for CNN Plus. Wow. Had you, had you thought when you heard about CNN Plus, there's already CNN. What could CNN Plus be? <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody thought, apparently. And uh, hmm, it's causing them some problems already. All that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As punishment for slapping Chris Rock, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences has banned Will Smith from attending the Oscars for 10 years. But is that a punishment? 
he can still be nominated and even win an award. He can even go to the after party. He just doesn't have to attend the four-hour ceremony <laughs> where someone is definitely going to make fun of his wife again. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think a real punishment would be to make Will Smith host next year's Oscars. Because trust me, nothing will make you question your choices in life more than hosting an award show. <laughs> Bill Maher sure had a good long thing about that and just what it is for our overall society that there were enough people that thought that was perfectly okay to hit a guy because of a joke and... Uh the direction we're headed and he got back into the whole college campuses and how that's one place comedians cannot perform anymore. So we're teaching all our young people that you should react that way because speech is violence and it's you're personally offended. As uh, Bill Maher said, uh, we send He said, we used to sit young people used to go off to university to lose their virginity. Now they go off to university to lose their sense of humor and how that's translating on up the road to, uh, Oh, yeah, speech is violence, and that sort of joke should not be tolerated. So there's a you know, a big enough chunk of the population that thought that was okay. Well, inside that room that thought it was okay to let him stay, and I was listening to David Spade and David Carvey have a... Dana Carvey from Saturday Night Live have a podcast I was listening to last night. And they were just horrified by the idea that Will Smith was able to punch a comedian and then get a standing ovation and stay in the room, which is is something. Yeah, that's a sort of privilege I will never enjoy. Uh, I fully expect to be hauled out of any room where I strike somebody in the face. Unbelievable. And I like to, I like what you're saying too about, in, uh, I'm picturing the self-help posters or the, uh, you know, the sayings of youth back in the day. Today's is be angry, inflexible, and violent. Not make love, not war, or, you know, whatever silly poster you had up in your room hanging there, baby, or whatever, some mountaintop with the sun rising over it saying, no, be angry and flexible and violent. So Joe and I are launching a new thing called Armstrong and Getty Plus. It's five ninety nine mm-hmm. a month, and that's uh, you'll get uh, a better version of the Armstrong and Getty show, because we've been holding back our good stuff. For the last 25 years, we can do better stuff. We just didn't want to. So we're going to do better stuff, and now you pay $5.99 a month for it. Now, that premise seems weird, obviously. Well, and it would seem even weirder if we were on 24 hours a day. (laughs) But that's what CNN did. They launched CNN Plus, and I feel like everybody had the same response. I'm paying $5.99 for what? You've already got CNN, and are you telling me that you've got better journalism you can do than this? But you are saving it for... Apparently everybody's reacted that way, and CNN Plus is off to a very slow start, having only been around now for a couple of months, and they're having to make dramatic financial cutbacks already to try to keep the thing open. Wow, I'm sure their dozens of subscribers are worried that the thing will go under. I'm always amazed when really bad ideas get off the ground. Was there nobody in the room that... This doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, when they when they were, you know, all the other subscription things are more or less a brand new thing, and so you could at least come to believe that it'd be have some value. But if you've got, I don't know, it just seems weird. Well, and I get the the Fox, what a Fox Nation, I guess it's more red, meaty, good, solid, conservative, whatever programming. 
without all that silly news coverage to get in the way. But CNN, they don't have an identity. I mean, they were anti-Trump, certainly. They they chase Malaysian airliners for months at a time. They're obsessed with COVID, but that's not like an identity. Um, oh, speaking of which, they're still trying to get us hooked on COVID stories. Philadelphia is reinstituting its mask mandates yeah. indoors. But there there are lots of cases, but nobody's sick. I mean, very few people are sick. Very few people are in the hospital. Practically nobody's dying. Quit wasting my time. If you miss an hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, you can get it on the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Criminals getting to stay on the streets. That's a problem. We'll talk about that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I am proud of our entire team in the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. We cannot prosecute our way out of social inequalities, income inequalities, the unhoused, the desperation that we have. We can't prosecute our way out of inequalities. Okay, that's uh, one of the theories out there for dealing with criminals. Yeah, nobody's trying to. What are you talking about, you lunatic? George Gascon, of course, the district attorney for L.A. County, representing well that particularly crazy point of view. Uh, to offer an opposing, uh, an opposing point of view, please welcome a longtime friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Scott Jones, who is the uh, county sheriff of Sacramento County, California, has been uh, reelected a couple of different times and is also uh, eyeing a U.S. House of Representatives seat for California's 3rd Congressional District. Indeed, he's running. Uh, Scott, Mr. Sheriff, how are you, sir? I am doing well. Great to be back with you guys. Oh, and I must say, getting national attention for some of his views on the nationally covered shooting from the other night. Yes, indeed. And why don't we start there? First of all, I accidentally referred to you as the former sheriff earlier. Luckily, I don't have the authority to dismiss you from your job. And if I did, I wouldn't. But um, so anyway, as the current sheriff, tell us, please, because I know you're in close contact with the Sacramento Police Department. What was the nature of that, quote-unquote, mass shooting in downtown Sacramento on April the 3rd? Well, there was definitely a gang component, and it was, you know, after the after the bars and clubs were closing in that region. And, um, you know, we're still, I, I'm sure SAC PD is still trying to put together uh, the details of it. But, um, obviously, gunfire rang out, and then some people fled. And so we've got uh, two or three of them. I say we, the Sacramento Police Department has two or three of them in custody in, in my jail. Um, and we're, we're still trying to, to piece everything all together. Um, but it was it was uh, there was definitely a gang component to it, as you might have suspected from that evening. And at least one or more of the uh, the alleged murderers had fairly long and violent criminal records. True. And you know, it's a common story. So, I mean, no one is surprised when you say that the guy has a violent history. The guy should have been in prison. He was sentenced to 10 years and got out just after three and uh, well under half of the time he was uh, supposed to be in prison. And, you know, guess what? Surprise to no one. Uh, he's out there committing more violent acts. So this has become a problem. You know, it's one of the reasons Eric Adams got elected mayor in New York. It's a problem in L.A. It's a problem in San Francisco. It's a problem in Seattle and Portland. Same thing in Sacramento, California. Why can't we just accept that who these people are when they show us their whole lives that they're criminals? What is wrong with society that we think, ah, nah, probably just caught you in a bad day. You won't act like this again. 
Well, I always say the best predictor of future behavior is past conduct, and so that that does play into it. But I came on the sheriff's department in the late '80s, and people have a short memory; they forget how bad, how violent uh, things were in the late '80s and early '90s, and that gave rise to things like three strikes, gang enhancements, gun enhancements, and and putting people away. And, and guess what? It reduced the the trend was a reduction in violent crime over the last three decades in California and across the country. And then people say, well, we don't, we don't have nearly the violent crime problem we used to, so we don't need these things anymore. And here in California, they've just systematically dismantled three strikes and enhancements. And now we've got the added component of early releases from prison and people not even going to prison or people not going to jails, you know, things like zero bail. Look, we, we, know, we know that what the recidivism rate for someone in custody is, zero. But we also know with a statistical certainty, there's a recidivism rate for people that are out of jail. And California, it's upwards of 70 or more percent. So when you have a group of folks that should be in prison that all of a sudden are out, it's predictable that you are going to have more crime. And that includes more violent crime. But people talk about crime, but you can't talk about crime without talking about victims. Each crime has a victim. And the victims are the things that are stacking up, not just the crimes. Well, you're a politician, so you have to sound sane. I don't have to. I'm a talk show host. What is wrong with people? That they think human nature has changed. So when the when the, the violent crime rate went down, you morons thought what human beings became a different species or something. What is wrong with you people who think that yeah. drives me crazy? Yeah. I think that's right. I mean, we haven't built prisons in uh, a new prison in California, despite the exploding population in, in decades. I believe since the 70s, if I'm correct. Uh, and now we're closing prisons uh, because that was one of uh, Governor Newsom's campaign promises. He wanted to close a prison and, and by God, he's going to do it no matter what the consequences. And so and now because of a law that's passed, they receive little fanfare. CDC has the ability to decide how much sentence credit for whatever programs they develop an inmate can get. So no matter what a, a prisoner is is uh, arrested for and or sentenced to, uh, CDCR can just decide that they're going to give them. X amount of credit for X amount of program, whatever they design, and, and get them out whenever they want. Scott Jones is online. He's the uh, county sheriff, Sacramento County, California. He's also running for the House of Representatives. Scott, nobody knows human nature better than uh, cops and emergency room nurses and people who deal with <laughs> humanity on a day-to-day basis. It, 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 it's always amazing to us that there's a certain percentage of the population, often they are of left political bent, that don't understand that there are predators among us, that there are people who are irredeemable. It makes me sad. I'm a Christian. I don't. I, I, I wish it weren't so, but it's so. Is there any way to confront voters with the realities of crime and punishment and victimhood and that sort of thing? other than letting crime run rampant in the street till they reimpose three strikes, for instance, again. How do you get that message to them, the message of reality? Well, that's the problem, right? Because my job as sheriff, and I've been sheriff for 12 years now, so my job is to keep a million and a half people in Sacramento County safe. Not only being safe, but feeling safe. And so most people have never had to call 911 for a for critical life-threatening emergency. And so they really have no idea the depths of depravity, of human depravity that are out there, because that's my job to keep them from that. And politicians are even more insulated. They live in the gated communities and have their own security forces and put their kids in private schools. So they're never touched by this stuff. And so they live in a vacuum, which which, frankly, is is why I felt kind of compelled to bring my fight to Washington. The things that I've stood up for here, I've, I've stood up against BLM, I've stood up against the rioters and drove them out of Sacramento. I've 
I mean, these things are not just unique to Sacramento. These things are nationwide, and there is precious little law enforcement influence in Congress. And I feel like we need more law enforcement in Congress, not more legislators in policing. Yeah, here, here. And one principle we've taken away from the last couple of years of lawlessness and insanity, and, and I say that with all due respect to the fact that the police have to be accountable to the people and that citizens of a free nation should never be abused by any government official, including a peace officer. We believe that pretty strongly around here. But the last several years of insanity have awakened a lot of people to the fact that local elections matter whether it's your congressional election or especially DAs. For goodness sakes, nobody know, knew who was running for DA for the last 20 years. Then all of a sudden, these radical lunatics get elected, whether in San Francisco or, or Sacramento, or I'm, I'm sorry, uh, not Sacramento. There's a terrific DA in Sacramento County uh, or uh, Los Angeles or, or Portland or whatever. And people need to pay attention to that stuff. Well, not only that, even more micro, down to the school board. Uh, you see that that school boards now seem to matter to folks. And there is this great awakening, I think, over the last couple of years. And I and we've seen that in elections. We've seen um, with DA's elections across the country that people are starting to pay more attention and realize that, hey, no matter what your political affiliation, no matter what your issue is, whether it's climate change or whatever, you have to feel safe going out of your house. You have to make sure that your spouse is safe going out of the house and your kids are safe at school or else none of that matters. If you remember Maslow's hierarchy from college, right? Personal safety is right there at the bottom before you can get to anything else. So uh, that is a nonpartisan issue that transcends politics. And I think the majority of people are kind of waking up to that right now, and I, which is good. I, I hope that means the pendulum is starting to swing back on a lot of these things. But uh, I just can't stand seeing it. I can't stand seeing the progress we've made over decades being systematically decimated over the last couple of years. I wasn't expecting a Maslow's hierarchy of needs out of you. So that was, a nice, that was a nice pull today. Oh, Scott's a good, yeah. cultured and sophisticated man, no doubt. Good stuff, and, right? and just as a final for note. For short periods of time. Uh, well, you got a few cards you play them. Good for you. Uh, no, I was going to say, I appreciate you mentioning the victims because, uh, you know, we have both dealt enough with crime and crime victimhood and, and talked to groups. And I, I attend trials as a hobby. And uh, not enough is said about the folks whose lives are changed forever whether it is physically or whether they're mourning somebody who is snatched away from them and they will never hug again, or just the loss of the feeling of safety and security Ooh, and yeah. faith in their hello, fellow man, people yeah. underestimate, gro- grossly underestimate, the terrible effect of crime, especially violent crime, until it confronts them. And then it's, it's I mean, it's like as big as Mount Everest when it touches your life, but before it does, people tend to... Uh, just not be aware of it, I guess. Well, part of that is nobody talks about them. You never hear legislators talk about victims ever. When they talk about crime or police reform, whatever it is, whatever bills they're doing, you will never hear them talk about victims. It's always about the criminals and the, you know, we're we're treating criminals like victims and victims like criminals, and it's it's upside down. And no one no one talks about the victims except those of us. Um, you and I and other normal people that have uh, been touched by victimhood. And you're right. It is all consuming uh, for a for a family that's been through it. Scott Jones, Sacramento County Sheriff running for the U.S. House in California's third congressional district. Scott, it's always enlightening. Thanks for the time. Yeah, you bet. And if anyone wants more information, they can go to uh, scottjonesforcongress.com and uh, uh, learn a little bit more about me and help join the fight. All right. Sounds good. Thanks again. A closer to SoCal story that I meant to mention earlier, the U.S. Post Service has suspended service 
on a Santa Monica block due to assaults on mail carriers. You can't get mail delivered in an area of Santa Monica because it's too dangerous for the postmen, post people, mail yeah. carriers, to uh, to do their job. I mean, as you always say, civilization is breaking down. Society is falling apart. We can't deliver the mail because there are too many criminals on the streets. Hey, uh, friends, anybody find it too dangerous to have your kids play in your local park? Anybody find it too dangerous to jog on your local uh, bike trail or, or jogging trail or whatever? I could go down the line. Anybody find uh, downtown so off-putting that you don't even want to go there anymore? You going to put up with this crap? Hell no. Yeah. Frustrating. So because of the drought, I guess, they're trying to reinvent the ice cube? Ah, uh, you got to bring me up to speed on this one. <laughs> now, Ice Cube, the man, did reinvent himself from NWA to mm. now a guy my kids watch in children's movies and find hilarious. So that was a reinvention of Ice Cube. But I'm talking about the reinvention <laughs> of the little square cold thing you put in your drinks, among other things we have to talk about on the way. Armstrong and Getty. at the University of California, Davis, are developing a potentially game-changing material. It's called jelly ice. And once frozen, it's reusable, it's flexible, and eventually it can be turned into compost. So here's Jonathan Vigliotti showing us how jelly ice, as it's called, could transform the way we store and ship our food. All right. Do we want to hear more of this? This is new to me. I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious myself, too. As I think about it, the idea that... Well, wait a second. I was about to say we waste so much water and ice, but generally end up drinking it right so it's yeah absolutely yeah so it's consumed the same way water is let's hear a little more about i mean if you're talking about specifically ice for shipping i don't know a lot about that that that's different right just give it a couple more seconds at uc davis's robert mondavi institute of wine and food sciences a team of researchers is reimagining the ice cube. This is what we call jelly ice. Actually. Jelly ice um, stays just as cold for just as long as traditional ice, with one key difference. It doesn't melt. There you go. I think you're right. Uh, I'm a crazy the hell does it matter if it melts? ice cube. Huh? Wow, easy. What now? Make him stop. Yeah, I get it. Okay, so it's not for to put in my drink, which then melts and I then I swallow it. It's for, you got to ship stuff in ice, you you jellify this. Of course, who's using ice cubes to ship anything now? It's always an ice pack of some sort that basically, ah, whatever. Jelly ice would be a good name for a fat rapper. (laughs) I've already spent too much time thinking about this. Here's my question. I have one more question before we move on. When I'm done with it, is it compostable? (laughs) Right. That was a, a nice little touch to throw in there. Oh, yeah. That's what everybody was thinking. Now, now tell me this about my shipping materials. Are they compostable? A <laughs> uh, couple of things I want to run through here real quick. Uh, did you know the North Pole is moving? Yes, it is moving. Magnetic North. <laughs> is it going to put up a sign in its front window? We've moved to the South Pole. The, mag- the magnetic North Pole is rapidly moving. They're not exactly sure why. 
But it's moving. Can't possibly be the first sign of a cataclysm. But it's moving faster than it's ever moved before. It's moved like 27 miles in the last couple of years. So it it has a great effect on GPS and all kinds of different things. Wow. There's that. That's crazy. Yeah. Sounds like that uh, crazy "Don't Look Up" movie or something happening. Uh, there is a. Sh- I'm just going through a bunch of different things. Did I say that already? Maybe I did. There is a show on the Learning Channel called "My Feet Are Killing Me" that is only about people with horrific foot problems. So, so if you're looking for entertainment and you've run out oh. of options on Netflix or whatever, and you want to watch a show about people who have really bad feet problems, watch "My Feet Are Killing Me" on the Learning Channel. And learn something. Uh, speaking of physical discomfort, this won't take long, but fair warning. If you're in the point of your life where you get colonoscopies yeah. and you've got to prep for a colonoscopy, I've never which had means one. they got to, they go, oh, you got to have one. I've never had one. Go get one. Eh. Eh. Hmm. Eh. I know you're a humorous humorist, but my best friend's dad died of colon cancer because he wouldn't get the colonoscopy and it's a GD shame. But anyway, I'm an anti-tasker. It's not because I'm against it. I just, it's just Oh yeah. I oh, I hear that. Never comes trust up. me. Oh, trust me. I know what you mean. Uh but so Judy had to have one today and everything's great, but they prepped her yesterday. 5 10 years ago, you drink this stuff, an hour or two later you start to feel like, hmm, things are moving down there. I probably ought to I don't know, stay close to the uh, throne. They've got new stuff that's supposedly better, but here's your warning. Before you take it, have your iPad, have it charged, have water next to you. Pack a bag, put it in the toilet, in the in the bathroom, have everything you're going to need for the next four hours. Because you drink this stuff down, then count three, two, one, right. blast off. Oh, come on now. Holy cow, if you do not have a loving helper... Or I don't know your tile. Your house is entirely made of tile. You're gonna want to stay very, very close to the bathroom. Holy cow! Maybe you can watch while you're sitting on the toilet the new Ken Burns documentary about Benjamin Franklin. Have you ah. Have you watched any of this? No, I, I, just, I was unaware. Yeah, I just became aware of it a couple of days ago, and I'm, I'm actually want to watch it with uh, my oldest son at least, maybe both of them. I'm guessing it's fantastic, like all Ken Burns things are, but it's a four-episode Ben Franklin documentary that's getting pretty good reviews. So check that out if you like founding father-type stuff. Do they feature the French hookers he was so fond of, or is that kind of a... Uh, that's not you know, true. An entire episode spent on... The prostitute being sued. Uh, we got Come this, on. Got, Thank you, sir. Got this text from one of our San Diego listeners. Hey, curious if you'll talk about the craziness... Of changing a street in the Mira Mesa area to favor only bicycle lanes with the center of the street oh. for cars to share a single lane. They did I this. am all over this. Well, they're doing it all over the place, not just here, and it drives me crazy. They did this without telling anybody. Yeah, that's usually the way it happens. You just show up one day, and you have one less lane to drive your car. The uproar this week is prompting them to change back to a normal street. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That hasn't happened anywhere else that I've been stuck in traffic now that it's one lane, so you can have more wider bike lanes, which more people do not change from driving cars to riding bikes, you technocrats. The term is advisory bike lane. 
It's an advisory bike lane. They cut down to one lane of traffic, and if cars come head-to-head, they have to, like, pull halfway into the bike lanes, at watching out for the bikes very carefully, then inch by each other while the bikes whiz by, and then the evil, evil cars go back to the one lane for cars. That's right. Like, every street in America, they want to turn into that one-lane bridge in the quaint tourist town where you got to wait for the guy coming the other way. It's part of prioritizing bikes over cars that has Shut become up. a thing and again you weren't you weren't asked or you didn't vote on it it just happened and you're not forcing people into bikes you're just not you're making I people know. not come to your town anymore or your neighborhood anymore or their shop they they will shop elsewhere you'll you'll do that complete lack of realism hey if you ever miss a chunk of the show you can grab it later via podcast armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you get podcasts armstrong and getty does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated.